How's it? I'm Keenan Williams and this is Season 3 of the Social Impact Podcast as we zoom into the African continent to hear the stories of some incredible people from different walks of life as well as cultures, complexions, nationalities and tribes. Each have different experiences of living on the African continent and each story tells of what it truly means to be an African. A reminder that if you haven't yet, go and subscribe to the channel you're listening to us on for updates as well as to follow us on all forms of social media media at KWM Socials. This is the Social Impact Podcast on kwmedia.life. Today, the 27th of April marks Freedom Day for South Africa and as South Africans we celebrate freedom and commemorate the first post-apartheid elections which were held on this day back in 1994. Now the elections were the first non-racial national elections where everyone of voting age of over 18 from any racial group including foreign citizens permanently residing in South Africa were allowed to vote. So 26 years after the dawn of democracy, where are we now as South Africans? And today, as we continue our focus on Africa, South African dancer and choreographer currently completing a master's in dance psychology, Simone Mompi now joins me on the line. Simone is also the founder of God Dance. So Simone, thanks so much for chatting to me today on the Social Impact Podcast on kwmedia.life. And a very, very happy Freedom Day to you. What is freedom to you and how do you celebrate Freedom Day? For me, freedom is a choice. I tend to think of the concept of freedom more as a philosophical one than a concrete one because you can't feel free without physically being free. Bob Marley spoke about freeing ourselves from mental slavery and when we release ourselves from that captive thought, we can emancipate ourselves to be free in other ways too. So when we think of freedom in the African context, we might think of the years Mandela had to suffer in prison and him being set free after those 27 years. The ultimate story of freedoms, you know, some might say, yet he was able to feel free or feel the freedom before he was released from prison. For him, it was forgiveness. You know, through forgiveness, he he felt that he was free. He would always be held captive by those who imprisoned him had he not forgiven. That's what he thought. And I believe that you have the power to set yourself free. And I celebrate Freedom Day by appreciating my freedom of choice. Uh, my freedom to accomplish any goal I wish to, and my freedom to dance, you know, the dance the way I want. I like that you're talking about feeling free through dance. And I know that everybody might not agree when it comes to that because everybody's not a dancer. I'm not a dancer. Maybe somebody would feel free through song or someone will feel free through being able to uh, voice their opinions, to be able to sit behind this microphone and to speak publicly and uh, have this freedom and have this right and have this responsibility to be able to do certain things. But when it comes to this freedom, you're talking about the freedom of, you know, Nelson Mandela was free even before he was released from prison because it was him mentally and emotionally and psychologically breaking free from the walls of the prison. And sometimes, you know, we sit in South Africa at the moment, there are people who find themselves and many of us who are physically free to be able to do certain things. Yes, we are unable to do that during 
the the lockdown at the moment but we have our freedoms we have our rights we have the responsibilities as south africans and it's in our constitution we are physically free but sometimes there are people who are still mentally enslaved in the pain the torment and the hurt of the past and because of apartheid and that grip is still on them today now if you as Simone look at South Africa presently do you think we are really as free as a country also what can we do to better the situation we currently find ourselves in I think there are many layers to this question are we free as a country (laughs) Uh, some will drastically disagree and others will truly believe that we are free but I think in the broadest idea yes we are Hence, we are celebrating Freedom Day. And in my experience for myself, I found that at times when I feel that my choice of freedom has been taken away from me, whether it is in a work environment or socially, I tend to move away from that situation as quickly as I can. Because I feel that if my value is not seen, is not appreciated, there's no need for me to further invest in that person or work or idea. For example, I've turned down jobs and potentially big opportunities to build my brand from others, but I was not given that creative space with them. I was not valued and I decided to let it go because I came to realize that with my value, I can build what I want, you know, in my own way. Don't necessarily need that input from others, especially when they're stifling that creativity and that freedom um, and not being appreciated for my value. So if we truly understand, I think, and appreciate our own value, then we can improve our different situations as a country. The spirit of Ubuntu is about supporting the value of others as well. And if we do this, you know, we're bound to create a truly free country. Simone, I really like that you are touching on the um, aspect of Ubuntu. I am because you are in the spirit of Ubuntu. And I was speaking to someone over the weekend and this person was telling me, Keenan, you know, it feels like this spirit of Ubuntu is no longer felt in South Africa. We're not feeling it presently because of current circumstances, but also because of what apartheid left behind. It left behind divisions within not just racial divisions, but also classist divisions within people. There are people who think they are better than other people, people who feel inferior to other people because of, uh, you know, the divisions that was left behind. So apartheid had left this lasting scar on South Africa. What do you think is preventing us as a country to be where we are supposed to be 26 years after democracy? And how do we maybe root out that corruption, stopping this progress, in your opinion? This is truly a political question. (laughs) And I often listen to political debates on this topic, but don't necessarily consider myself a contributor to the topic. But yet you mentioned that apartheid has left a lasting scar. And do scars not only appear once some healing has taken place, you know? So for me, I think this is the answer. Healing. We've spent so much time focusing on the pain and the discomfort of our past. But how much time have we actually spent considering how to heal from this? How to heal from our past, you know, as individuals as well as a nation collectively? Some of us have had pain and trauma past onto us from our family or friends who have experienced it. Hence, some of that pain is not even ours. And I think that in healing, we need to let go of some of the issues which are causing us continuous pain or focus on how we can work productively to heal, you know. 
As Mandela did, he let go, he forgave, and he healed, and then worked towards fixing the issues such as corruption. But we can't do this if we're still holding on to pain. I believe that you can't look at the problem and the solution at the same time. We have to let go and focus on the future and healing and working to better ourselves as a country. Simone, I like that you're talking about that we need to stop looking at the past. Yes, the stuff in the past had happened. We can't change anything about that. We should look into the future because that's where we can really have a positive change to be able to see the change we would like to see as South Africans for our country, for the future of the country. Yes, the stuff in the past had happened. Um, for some people, it's not it's not easy to to get through that process of forgive and forget and just look to the future. Many people, they like looking to the past as well and not really looking at the future. Now, if I understand correctly, I do believe you danced in Nelson Mandela's prison a couple of years ago um, in the courtyard in Robben Island as well. Talk to me about that experience. Oh yes, this was such a memorable experience for me and I think many of the people who attended as well. It was in December 2018 when Robben Island Museum held a night vigil to celebrate the conclusion of a year dedicated to celebrating the 100th anniversary of the births of Mandela and Abutina Sasulu. So I was invited to perform a dance in the prison courtyard where Mandela and his fellow inmates spent most of their time. So there was about over 100 people in the audience and my friend uh, who joined us on the vigil, Papa, performed a moving piece of art, the two of us. She did spoken word in honor of the woman involved in our struggle for freedom. And that was actually a last minute decision on our part to include that. And then I performed a dance piece dedicated to Kretoa, who was actually the first prisoner of Robben Island, and I think that her story is not so well known as well as Mandela's is. And also uh, a song by Reason, who's a local rapper, the song's called Azania, and that was the original name of South Africa. So we, we really gave a lot of thought to this performance because we thought that uh, we wanted to bring the presence and power of women into a space that is previously known for male bodies. So this was our attempt at that, and it was really powerful and moving. You know, the silence before the piece started, um, listening to my friend's voice echoing in that courtyard as she did spoken word, and then as the music echoed in that space as well, and I started my performance, it was incredible. I started in Mandela's cell, and I felt so honored to possibly be the only one to have ever danced in his cell. <laughs> and my friend was then rehearsing a spoken word in the courtyard, so it was echoing right through into the, the corridors and the cells of where I was dancing. And it was it really gave me goosebumps. Um, I think that nothing can really match this moment for me. As, and then as I, as I performed in the courtyard, I could feel that that energy of that space truly transform into a place of hope and freedom and no longer a place of imprisonment and pain. So Simone, what is your wish for us as South Africans as we celebrate Freedom Day, especially now as we celebrate it under lockdown? You know, this is possibly quite ironic that we are celebrating Freedom Day in lockdown, 
But I honestly don't think so, you know. I think it's actually quite apt because we cannot truly appreciate freedom until we no longer have it. And that's what this lockdown has has taught us, has done for us. This lockdown sort of made me also realize that we have two forms of creativity. You know, one is the creative freedom and the other is being forced into creativity. And this time of lockdown has provided us the opportunity for the latter because we are so restricted in so many ways. We don't have as much freedom as we used to, but we have to now find different ways of being creative. It is an opportunity to find new ways of being creative. Because when we have creative freedom, on the other hand, you know, this can be quite overwhelming. Maybe you feel that there's too many options and you want to just do so many things and you don't actually get much done. So I think that they both have their limitations and their freedom, these two types of creativity. But I think that, and I believe that, what we choose to do during this lockdown or about this lockdown once it's done is it will really greatly determine our future as a nation. We cannot remain the same, you know. We have to find new ways of change. We have to change. Change is the only constant anyway. So I think as we celebrate our freedom at this time, we have to consider how we experience spirituality. This is a real good time for introspection. Whatever people may see as spiritual, whether it's religious, whether it's reading books, whether it's gymming or whether it's drawing, whatever it may be, you have a sense of spirit. And you need to sort of use your introspection and reflective, be reflective and look at what holds you in bondage and what you would actually like to heal from. So once you look at what true freedom feels like for you, then you can start doing something to achieve it for yourself and for those around you. So you need to feel the freedom, like I mentioned earlier, before you can be free. And I think that we are so free that we can actually choose bondage. And instead, we need to make more controlled choices. We need to choose freedom. That's Simone Mompi there, a dancer and choreographer currently completing her master's in dance psychology. Simone is also the founder of Godance. Simone, thanks so much for chatting to me today on the Social Impact Podcast on kwmedia.life. Thank you. We're back again tomorrow, meeting another African and hearing their interesting personal story. A reminder to subscribe to our podcasting channel and uh, to follow us on all forms of social media at KWM Socials. You can also visit our website, kwmedia.life, to listen to more podcasts. So, from myself, Keenan Williams, keep rocking SA. Bye-bye. Pepper's Friends Peppa loves dressing up, so do her friends. Peppa is a fairy. I can do magic. Susie Sheep is a nurse. I'll make you better. Danny Dog is a pirate. I'm looking for buried treasure. Petro Pony is a clown. I can make you laugh. Candy Cat is a witch. I can do spells. Rebecca Rabbit is a carrot. I like carrots. Pepper has lots of fun dressing up with her friends. <laughs>